I want to start out looking at, um, well, I guess John chapter 14, verse 6. This, we've, got the, we've got this thing, I said, I've titled this One Way. And we're talking about the heart of the Father here. We're talking about this unveiling, this revelation. Now it's linear. We even heard it this morning. What we're, go- what we're going to see, we have not seen before. And we've seen many things. We're talking about a manifestation of the Father that the world has not seen, nor has the church. We're talking about a reality of something that that goes into the fulfillment of God's vision. God has a vision. And he says, it will surely come to pass. And he says, though it tarries, keep looking for it, because it shall come to pass. And he says, because as truly as I live, says the Lord, all the earth... Think of it or try it. All the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Or he says in one place, with the knowledge of the glory in Habakkuk 2. With the awareness, with the knowing this thing. They're going to know. Just like Linda said, they will see, they will hear, they will know. Isaiah prophesied the day will come. The eyes who, who have been blind, they will be able to see out of that darkness and out of that obscurity. And we're going to look at that in the scriptures here. There is a way. There is one way. Now, let me, let me show, Jesus said that. We know this verse. Jesus said to him, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, here's where there's been fights over this. Is because to many people, this looks very exclusive. It looks like, it looks like, like, um, like Jesus is starting a religion and saying, this is the only true religion. And if you don't, you, you don't go this way. And then people get upset. And I talk to people about it. And they're like, surely, are, are you saying that Jesus made it where we all have to funnel in this way? I'll tell you where the bigger part of the problem is. Is for one thing, we... See if God will show you this and look at it. Look at the word of God and look at church history, look at where we've come and look at where we are right now. God is bringing much restoration to the, to the awareness and the knowledge of him, his heart, and his glory. How did we ever make this beautiful gospel of the kingdom that Jesus taught us, demonstrated, and gave to us this eternal life to abide in us, this way to the Father, how did we ever turn that into nothing except you'll either go to hell or heaven when you die, and there's nothing for us here except for try not to sin. Of all these things that Jesus said and did, how did we condense the, 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 that beautiful gospel of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, into that? Go to heaven or hell when you die and try not to sin while you're here. When Jesus came to redeem mankind and to give us eternal life, and he did, and he didn't say, now when you die, you're going to get this. He says, I'm going to give it to you right now. I'm going to come and live inside you. Wait for, wait, wait in in Jerusalem because the promise is coming. You shall receive it. And the kingdom of God came to, that was Pentecost, which I call the church's birthday. That's when the spirit of, uh, 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 of God flooded, began to flood the hearts of men. <clears throat> and 
and the kingdom came and was planted on planet earth. It was the seed Jesus told us it would be. It was the, that mustard seed. It was that little bit of leaven in all the, 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 the lumps of dough of the earth. It was that little bit that would spread until all the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. A little one will become a thousand. Of the increase of his kingdom and of peace, there shall be no end. And he says, and there's one way. Now, here, when we look at this, this does not dilute the word of God at all. This opens something up that we want to look at. And I'm going to have to push it because I've got a mouthful to say, but I'm going to uh, we'll be deliberate and we'll have it really clear this morning. He says, no one comes to the Father except through me. Now, when you read that whole thing, he's taught, first of all, he says, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it weren't so, I would have told you. That word mansions, as some of your Bibles might say, it means uh, residences or places or dwelling places. Residences. Really, uh, you ever get that mail in your mailbox and it just says resident? Yeah. That's usually the stuff that, well, that's not worth my reading right there. <laughs> But you get that stuff resident. Why? Because all they're talking about is whoever resides here, whoever is at this place. <laughs> and, and, if, and, and I love the idea that I'm, I hear people use sometimes uh, that, that what we do in our physical being in this earth, we actually do give the invisible, omnipresent God who's everywhere. We give him a physical address. In this world, a residence, if you will. And in from that place of residence, we get to manifest God's vision, the whole earth being filled with the glory. What happens first is he comes to live in those who believe, who receive, who believe in him. They they receive this. They open up to this and it and it f begins to fill them up and it overflows out of them and it continues to spread. And he said of the increase of this thing, it's like yeast in dough. It just keeps rising. And it's been doing it for 2,000 years. Well, I've preached that before. I got to got to move on. In Proverbs 14, 12, he says there is a way. That seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. When people say, why does Jesus have to be the only way? Uh, uh, a good answer for them is, you should just be glad that there is a way. <laughs> just be glad that there is a way. Because it's not like you say, well, aren't there lots and lots of ways? If there were, everybody would be, be, be finding it. <laughs> people wouldn't be so miserable, but they're not finding it. But there is a way. A way to the Father. He didn't, and, and when you read that, I wish I had time, but he didn't, he's not talking about, he says, he's, he's not talking about there's only one way to heaven and not hell. He says to the Father. And he starts talking about the Father, and they say, show us the Father, and he says, he's been with you. He's been with you this whole time. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. What's he doing? He's revealing the Father because nobody reveals the Father Except, except Jesus. And so through who he is, through what he's done, that's the way that all, any and all of mankind can know the Father because of him. He says, but there's a way. He said, Jesus, remember, he said, I'm the way. I'm the truth. I am that life that he came to give, that he wants us to have. That he gave to us. And he says, but there is a way that seems right, but the end is destruction. So not every way is, is to the Father. Some ways are to destruction. In fact, many ways are to destruction. And many ways look right. They seem right. But there is a way. There is a way. And this is why we preach the good news. 
we preach Christ, Him crucified. We preach truth. We, pre we, 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 we preach the life, capital L, life of God. We preach that. We give that, that, that vision. We tell people about the good news of this whole thing. It's for whosoever. It's been freely given. Just have it. <laughs> Just come and drink of it. Just come and enjoy it. It's right there. And, 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 and still, somehow, after 2,000 years of this, we made it about rules and laws and don't sin. And we got, and, and, oh, I got to get to this good stuff. Hang on. But they said there is a way. There is a way that seems right, but there is also a way that leads to the Father. There is a way that reveals the Father. And when we look at the Father, what do we think of if we're talking about being in the Father's house, in the Father's presence, knowing the Father, being in the Father's awareness, the Father? What do we think? In the Father's house, there's fullness of joy. In his presence, there is peace. We know that. We know that innately, that with the Father, there is nothing but absolute life. With the Father, there's no room for anything less than absolute joy, love, peace, and all that he is. We're talking about living in the center of that heart. And, and, and when I talk about living there, it's not like he's out there and we're over here. He's with us. He's in us. He's a part of us. But in our soul, inside us, is where people are struggling. It's like, the, it's like we are, I'll teach on this sometime, our soul is God's garden. And in this garden... It can be a beautiful mess sometimes, and it's not till, till the Spirit is renewing it. But people get lost in it. And there's a way to the Father, and there was a garden in the beginning that we'll look at. But the way that we're talking about it says there is a way. So let's talk about that way. Let's look at it like there is a way, and we want to be those who are aware of that, who see it, so we can find it and walk in that way. Because it's a perfect, wonderful, beautiful way. So it's kind of like, like a maze. Give me a picture of a maze, if you will, please. And, and it's like you look at a maze, and you're, you're trying to find your way. No, Judy. Ma a maze, like a puzzle, like you're trying to get out. A maze, not, not mazy. A maze. Waka waka, here we go. Here, here. <laughs> There's a maze. <laughs> okay, so, so, so you're in the center of this thing, and you're going to find your way out. There's only one way out. Now, I'll go ahead and leave it up there. Some of you can go ahead and do it with your eyes and try to find your way out. But there's only one way out there. <laughs> huh? and, and, of course, in a maze, you know, there's other ways that, that you may be trying. And it's like, well, it looks like, looks like this is the way, but then you hit a dead end, right? He says there's lots of ways that seem right. <laughs> there's a way that seems right, but there's only one way out. And this one's not a hard maze. You can probably find it pretty, pretty quickly. But there is only one way. You're not going to be able to take other turns and, and get there. There's one way out, and it, and, and it leads, leads out. There's only one way to the Father. And it's a way that, it's a, it's a way that leads to life. It's a way that, 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 that brings a manifestation to you, an experience, an experiential revelation of who the Father is, and you take on that revelation. You take on that, that heart, that, that vision. Now, when God says the whole earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord, it's, I've, I've, I've taught it a lot, the glory in its simplest terms. It's what God told Moses, my goodness, I'll show you all of my goodness. All the earth, this is God, only God's heart would be this way. And those who have his heart would be that way. That's me and you. 
that would want all the world to know, be aware of, receive, and partake of his goodness. You mean, you mean, you mean all the good ones in the world? Who is that? You? <laughs> Who is that, really? I received his goodness when I was doing no good thing. Huh? And like Paul said, and if I've done any good since then, it's only that influence. So I can't brag about it. Right? I can't say I'm good and somebody else isn't, isn't deserving because none of us have been deserving. Never have been, never, never, never will be, no matter how many good deeds we do. But there's a way that we're looking at. And so I wanted to show that to show you that there is a way, and that's good news. So let's go to Matthew chapter 7, verse 1, and just spend a, 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 a few minutes there. And we're going to have fun with this. We're going to, in this, what we're going to do is we're going to take a little, parts of, uh, little part of Scripture and we're going to clarify and put it in its right context because it has been misunderstood very much. First of all, in verse 1, he says, Judge not that you be not judged, because with the measure that you judge, you're going to be judged too, and with the measure that you use, it'll be measured back to you. So number one, that's pretty clear, right? He's just telling people, don't, don't be judging others. Don't be condemning other people. He says, because you can be condemned that same way. You can be judged too that way. You don't want to judge like that. You don't want to be the judge. You don't want the same way you judge other people coming back at you because you're all going to lose. Right? I, I, somebody even said that about some of the, the things. Well, certain things, there, there's, well, you know, that's an abomination, you know. We need to take stands against it. Where does it say that? Well, in Leviticus, and he's like, one pastor said, well, if you want to go to Leviticus, every one of us are going to lose there. <laughs> huh? In that law of Leviticus, all of us lose. All of us are condemned under sin, according to Leviticus. That's what Paul said in Romans. So you don't want to point at somebody else and say, well, Leviticus says what he or she is doing is horrible. Because if you want to put, take them to Leviticus, then we all got to go to Leviticus <laughs> and we all lose. <laughs> But Jesus brings us out of Leviticus. <laughs> he, says, he says, so don't judge that you, so you won't be judged, and, and, et cetera. So he's talking about that, right? Judgment and condemnation of you and others. He said, you'll judge others, but you'll be condemned yourself. And the way it also works in our soul is, is maybe you know this, maybe you recognize this, is that, you, that when you have a judging, condemning heart, it doesn't stop with other people because you will always feel yourself condemned in a way. You'll never feel good enough. You'll always feel like there's more that you have to do. You'll always feel that you're, you don't quite have it. You might still justify your actions and where you are and what you do. In fact, we're very good at doing that. But... but um, it's working on you too. Whenever I see someone who's a very critical, bitter person, and they're very just critical of everybody and everything, I don't. I used to get angry at them because I thought, oh, I hate those kind of people. I don't even want to be around them. Now I feel more sorry for them because I know what's happening. They're getting that themselves. They're receiving condemnation themselves. They're receiving criticism themselves, and 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 they're not getting it from God because He don't do it. I'll tell you where they do it. That's where I, what I say all the time. They get it from that tree of knowledge of good and evil. That's when Adam started criticizing himself. Condemned himself. Brought, brought shame upon himself. A shame that God wouldn't put on him, but a shame that he put on himself. 
Not only did he do that with him, he did it with his wife. He put blame on her. Been going on ever since. Now watch this. This is going to refer to that. He says, next verse. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but you don't consider the, the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye, when, when, and look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye, and then you'll, be, then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Now, stop right there for a second. There again, talking about kind of the same thing there, right? The context here, he's talking about don't judge, etc. And then he goes on and gives an example, and he says, he says you're pointing at somebody else's faults, but you've got things things there too. And because you have that, 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 that you have that, you can't see clearly. You can't see clearly. Now, when we look at the maze there and, we're try, and we talk about, about, about uh, embracing and being aware of life, what this does when we, when we find it, he says, there is the way. And in this verse, he'll say, narrow is the way. And few there be that find it. Now, that was back then. The whole earth shall be filled with the knowledge of his glory. So that's not a rule that's always going to stand. <laughs> but but he says talking about the judgment here he says you can't see very plain see when you're in that maze of let's say you're in a, a pain let's say you're in a fear let's say you're in an anger let's say you're you're in a situation and you're you you you're 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 looking to receive from god you're looking to receive that life you're looking to receive that that healing from that whether it's emotional pain or physical pain or whatever you're looking to receive because it's it's him is the source of all of that it's hard to see when you're in that pain. It's hard to see when you're in that anger. It's hard, 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 hard to see. So that's why we don't want to live in that. There is an answer here. There is an asking, a receiving, a seeking, a knocking that, that, that causes it to, to be uh, given or manifested to us. And so he's talking about don't judge. He's talking about don't point at the board in somebody else's eye when you've got one in your eye too. Because we all lose if we're going to start doing that. And then the next verse, the very next verse says, Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Now, we're going to read some more of this in just a moment, but, but I want to show you that there's a context here. He's not talking about one thing. Then all of a sudden he says, by the way, let me, let, me give you, let me give you a little sentence here talking about something completely different. He's not telling us in this, not in the context, not in the context that he's talking. In his teaching, while he's talking to his disciples, he's not turning and, doing a, 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 and, and starting another subject here. And then, and then after this verse, going to go back to the former subject again. He's talking about the same thing. So when he says, don't cast your pearls before swine, we've always taken it to mean, don't, don't give the gospel to somebody that doesn't care about it or something like that. And why there might be wisdom in, using your, in, in knowing your door of utterance and knowing when and how and who to talk to, sure. But that's not what he's talking about here. What's he talking about here? He says, don't give what is holy, holy to the dogs. Now, He's talking to these Jewish disciples here. He doesn't have, he's not teaching out of the New Testament comparing Paul's writings to Peter's and saying, here's what it means. <laughs> he's talking in terms that they know. Now, that word holy, 
The Hebrew, the Hebrew word is, is, is karam, which means, which means set apart for God. It means it's set apart for God. Karam and Kodesh are the words that are used. Let me give you an example and show you this. If you go, go to the book of, of Joshua, chapter 6, we see an example of what God calls holy. If what is holy that you don't give to the dogs, you give what is holy to God. You give what is holy to God, not to the dogs. So in the book of Joshua, chapter 6, this is where they, uh, God's, God's saying, now you're going to go and you're going to take the city of, of Jericho. And when you do, he says, he says, burn the city, take everything. He says, but, in verse 18, and you by all means abstain from the accursed thing. That word there is, is, is karam, which means sequestered. It's not for you. It's set apart, if you will. He says, Abstain from the accursed things, lest you become accursed when you take of those things and you make the camp of Israel accursed and trouble it. But Verse 19, but all the silver and gold and the, the silver and gold. What did God say in one verse? The silver is mine, the gold is mine. All the silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and iron are consecrated. Consecrated is the word kodesh. There again, it's, it's, it's a very similar word. It means set apart, dedicated to God. It's dedicated to God. In other words, you guys don't take it. This is dedicated for me. You guys get all that other stuff, but all the silver and the gold and the bronze and the iron, he says, don't you take it and go take it to your tents and, you, and have, keep it for yourself. Let me have it. I have set that apart for me. Okay? He says, it's consecrated to the Lord and they will come to the treasury of the Lord. See that? It's the holy thing. He says, he says, don't partake of that which is set apart, uh, which is set apart, sequestered for me, dedicated for me, not for you. Because if you do, then a curse comes. It'll bring a curse. Now, go back to what we just looked at there in verse, in Matthew. He says, don't give what's holy to the dog. So there's, there are, there's, there's something that's, sequestered for God and not for man. Remember the Garden of Eden. You can eat of all the trees, but don't eat of that one. What was that one? It was the knowledge of good and evil. Right? Well, we know that we partook of that, and what did God say after that? He says, look, man has become like one of us now to know good and evil. Why? Because that was not... For, for, for man, man was to partake of all those, and he did not even partake of the tree of life in that time. God says, because if he does, he'll live forever. <laughs> but he took that which was sequestered, which he wasn't, and what happened? A curse. Did you partake of that? Just like he did in Joshua's time, you know, when they, then they go to Ai and they lose for the first time. They're going, what's going on? And God says, somebody took what was dedicated to me. Somebody took what was mine. And kept it for themselves. So they go through the camp and they check everybody out. And then they, 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 they catch Achan and he says, I've sinned. I buried it in my tent. Here's the silver. Here's the gold. I wanted it for myself. It just looks so good. What did Eve say about that tree? It just looks so good. The knowledge of good and evil gives, the, gives us judgment. God knows good and evil. 
we also know good and evil. How we've made such a mess of it in the world every single day and, and, and in, the, in, in, in the church world too in the past is that, we, is that we have taken that thing that was for God to operate. The judgment is his. It wasn't for us to condemn. It wasn't for us to bring shame. It wasn't for us to point out those things. That was dedicated to God. We were to partake of life and enjoy the abundance and the goodness of that. And, 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 that, and, and that's really what he's referring to when he gets to this. He says that, 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 that judgment that you, that, you, that you live by, that always pointing the finger and always this and, and, and blaming somebody else. He says, you all are guilty of it. Everybody's guilty of that. It doesn't work. It just brings destruction to you. It'll bring condemnation in your own mind that you won't be able to get rid of. It'll bring, it'll bring fear and hate and anger against other people. All that stuff. You don't, you, you don't know how to wield that thing. God knows it. But God is love. So he can know right and wrong. He can know good and evil. But it doesn't change who he is and what he thinks about you. It changes what natural man thinks about himself and for other people. It changed what Adam thought about himself changes what Adam thinks about other people. Other people are our problems when God says he loves the world. When he hung there on that cross, think of that. Crucified, nails in his through his body and he says, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Only God (laughs) could have a heart like that for this kind of mankind who by everybody else's knowledge of good and evil they all have deserved damnation look what they've done (laughs) and only God who is love and knows that they what they did (laughs) was not they didn't do this for because they're like hey we're going to help help the Lord do something here they were trying to get rid of him it was evil But because of him, of his heart, this is why God. And then, then he even says when he judges, he says, and when the son, when the, when, the, when the Christ comes in Isaiah, he says, but he will not judge according to the sight of his eyes. See, and that's what he's telling. Don't do this. He says, because you, 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 you all lose with that. And so what he's saying there is that he, when he says, don't give what is holy to the dogs, don't give it to men. That thing that, that, that religion has done, that the Pharisees done, they've taken what's God's. That's really not our business. They've taken what's God's and they put it in the hands of men. Adam did that right from the beginning. Don't eat of that tree. That's sequestered from you. That's not for you. Don't do it. And we took that holy thing and we put it in the hands of men, in the hand of people, dogs. He said, don't give the holy thing to God. That's why he's saying, don't, don't put it in your hands. Don't put it in somebody else's hands. Don't give it to the Pharisees to judge you. <laughs> don't give it to, 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 to people that are, that, are, that are people and don't know the Father's heart. And they're going to wield this judgment of good and evil. Now, people will tell me, they say, they say, oh, but Rick, I hear this so often. God gives us discernment. God gives us discernment to know right from wrong, good or evil. Yes, there is such a, such, such a thing as that. The, the problem is, is that people have 
discernment. Sometimes it's really not discernment, it's suspicion. But we have this gift of suspicion or gift of discernment or whatever. And I've seen this in the prophetic. I've seen this in prophets. See, because we have these gifts to see things in the prophetic. But it becomes very hard sometimes as they're young and they're, 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 they're learning how to carry this thing because it affects their soul. And they'll use that prophetic gift to condemn people and to shame people and to put pressure on people because they haven't grown up into the Father's heart. And I've caught a vision, and we're going to grow up. The body of Christ is going to grow up. We're going to put away childish things. And we're going to grow up. And we're going to carry what belongs to us and let God have what belongs to him. We're not going to put it in the hands of, we're not going to give it to the dogs. We're not going to cast it before the swine and say, here, now you have it. He says, because they'll turn and they'll, they'll turn on you and they'll trample you. And that's what happens. I've wielded this kind of judgment and condemnation. And it, had, it has come back to me at times. People have used it on me. Hmm? So, he says, let me get back to my note here. All the earth filled with the knowledge of God's glory. Can you see it? Can you imagine this beautiful planet that we live on? with the heart of the Father starting to show, to pour out. Creation is waiting for the manifestation of huios, the sons of God. That means a grown-up, one mature. That means one that's looking like his daddy. He started to operate in daddy's business. Hmm. When I became a man, spiritually, Paul's saying, I put away childish things. Now there's faith, hope, and love, but the greatest is love. He says, he says now we see through a glass darkly. Still, still, still looking to be aware, to become more aware, more aware of the Father's heart. But when perfect love is revealed, as one translation says it, but when perfect love is revealed, that which we have played with in part shall be, shall be done away. I've caught a vision. There's so much of this stuff that it's, 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 it's being pushed to the side. Do we know right from wrong? Yes. But we quit ruling, sitting on our throne and ruling by that. Does God know right from wrong? Yes, he said he does. But he doesn't rule by that. Men say he does because men are putting their own mind and their own emotions on a, on a father who is love. Next verse, here's where it gets good. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 8. What's he talking about? Now there again, he says, don't give what's holy to the dogs. Give up that other way, that whole tree of knowledge of good and evil thing that's causing all this, this pain. And he says, verse 8, for everyone who asks receives. For he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. What's that? He says, if you want out of the maze. <laughs> if you want out of that maze of pain and anger and hate and all this stuff and fear. And death and destruction. 
and keep trying to fight it and trying to find your way through. And I didn't know how to do it. I just thought if I just shouted louder to God, I'd groan, I'd, I'd, I'd fast, I'd, I, would, I, would, I was in such darkness trying to find my way as a Christian. What does he, what's he doing all across the land? He's revealing this perfect, beautiful heart that he's given to us, that we have. We do have it. And we're finding out. That's why when we see this and we see him, his goodness or his glory, we're changed because we become aware of who we are. When Christ is revealed, we also are revealed. And creation is looking for that revealing of the huias, sons. For everyone who asks, receives, who seeks, finds, and him who knocks, it will be open. What are we saying here? We're saying, look for it. It's there. It's in your garden. It's in your heart. It's there. Just look for it. There is a way, and it leads to life. It leads to peace. It leads to goodness. It leads to joy. There is a way. That way out of the maze, it's a beautiful way. <laughs> the other ones are frustrating, aren't they? There's ways that seem right, and it's like, and I've done this so long in my Christian life, where it's like, oh, this is the way it is. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to find it. No, that, where do I go now? Well, and you, just, and you keep trying these different things. There is a way. There is a way. Look at him. You've seen the Father. Look at what he's done. Look at what he taught. Look at his life, and you see it in you. Because all that he is, is all that we become. He says, if he asks for, he says, because who's, who among you, if your son asks for bread, are you going to give him a stone? If, you, if he asks for a fish, are you going to give him a snake? If you then, being evil, <laughs> know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? You know, a, a problem, I guess, when, when Jesus was pointing this out, a problem that people have is that, that I run into so many out there, and I'm trying to help them with their, you know. And it's not easy, but you try to help people to, to see some of these things. And, and it's beautiful when you see them open up to it. But some of them are just like, no, I found a place in the maze here. It's a dead end, but I'm just going to stay here. I'm not looking for it. I'm not asking for it. I'm not seeking it. I'm defending it. Uh, you know, you're really hurting there. Why don't you get out of that? And like, no, this is who I am. Uh, but there's a way. Come on, there's a way. <laughs> there's a way to life here. It's in there. He says, don't you know that if you look for it, if you want it, if you seek it, if you ask, You're going to get it from God. The, the, the heading in my Bible says that what this is talking about is that you just keep on asking. That's not what Jesus said. He just said ask and receive. <laughs> but if you can't see it, then keep looking. Keep looking at it. Keep looking for it. He says, therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. There again, he's staying in that same thing, that golden rule. He said, this is the law and the prophets. In other words, get out of that knowledge of good and evil. <laughs> Don't render evil for evil, cursing for cursing. In Isaiah 45, he says, you know, when you get out of that, that cursing the darkness and pointing at the darkness. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, there's darkness in the earth and gross darkness on the people, but your light has come. 
It has come and kings and nations will come. They will come to the brightness of this rising here that we're talking about. They're coming to the father's house. He says they are. They flood to you. They come. Oh. Got to finish. He says, therefore, whatever you want people to do to you, do also to them. You know what I want people to do to me? I want people to give me grace, give me mercy, give me love, give me patience. <laughs> right? Enter, give me forgiveness. Enter by the narrow gate because, because wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction and many who go in that way. But narrow is the gate and difficult is the way that leads to life and there are few who find it. The only reason it's difficult, I'll tell you, it is, it is the easy way because he says my yoke is easy. But the only thing that makes it difficult is people's, people's ideas and their belief. And they think it's this far off thing. They think it's this hard thing. And they get getting distracted by thinking that maybe if I do this, maybe if I do that, maybe if I shame, maybe if I control, maybe, maybe if I go this way, maybe if I can just whatever, if I can just uh, follow this path or whatever. And we try all these things. And he said, that's what makes it difficult. But when you see that there is a way. And the way of Jesus is the way of life. What he, who he is and what he's done. And it's there. That's just what I want people to know. It's there. There is a way. You're not hopeless. You're not helpless. You're not trapped. Your weakness is not what's causing this to stop. There is a way for me and you, the weak. And it's a way of life, joy, peace, and love. He says, and beware of false prophets. Now remember, he doesn't like these law preachers here. <laughs> Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're ravenous wolves. You'll know them by their fruits. Do men, mather, do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? No, their fruit of how they are is because of what they believe. Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree can't bear bad fruit, and a bad tree can't bear good fruit. Every tree that doesn't bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. The tree of knowledge of good and evil does not bear good fruit for us. (laughs) There's fear, shame, anger, hate, war, suffering, destruction. And it's been happening ever since. But as truly as God lives, it won't keep going that way. Finally, final verse. So therefore, Hebrews 4.11 says, let us be diligent. That's what that word labor means. It just says, let us be diligent to enter that rest. Lest anybody falls according to the same example of disobedience or unbelief. Would you all stand up? There's a rest for the people of God. My altar call is this while you stand right there. I want you to look in front of you spiritually with your spirit eyes. I want you to see life in front of you. I want you to see that there is a path of life for us. And that God shows us that path of life. And he says, and if you'll ask, you'll, you'll, you'll get what you ask for. If you seek it, you'll find it. You're not going to just keep seeking all your life. You seek it, you find it. Just like you would give, give, your, give your child a good thing if they ask for it. It says, how much more your father, who has more love than anybody, give you 
That which is good. That which is good. What is this good thing? It's him, his life, his eternal life, his joy, his goodness. Why, he loves the world so much, his, his vision is that the whole earth be full of joy. Can you imagine that? I can. I couldn't at one time, but now I can. My eyes are seeing. I'm excited. I'm running with it. I can see a world full of joy. Like Geneva said, hopefully it's in my lifetime, but if not, it will surely come to pass. I do know it's happening now. Because it's happening in me, it's happening in you. It's not going to stop increasing. There shall be no end of the increase of this thing. I see a world full of joy. I see this planet full of peace. I see this planet in love. Absolutely in love with the Father, therefore his people. All of them. I see it. Thy kingdom has come. It's been planted in this earth. And because we've been born again, we can see this kingdom. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you that we're not left to struggle in our strength. That you are our way. We love that we have that. We love that we have you. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.